Hi there, folks. Welcome to TV Tuners. It's a television podcast for the true fanatics. It's a weekly dive of the latest in TV news and reviews. I'm your host, Swanza. With me, as always, is my co-host and uh, kid who's a oh. su- superhero. I wanted to be the fat dog. Kiyoki, stay master. I can't do that voice, Swanson. You know I can't do that voice. Fuck you. I mean, what else are you, an old astronaut? What else do you want to be? I want to be the fat dog. You're not the fat dog. The new I'm whiz. The fat dog. No, you're Swanson. You said I'm, you were Swanson. I'm the fat dog, bitch. <laughs> no, you said you were Swanson. Roll the tape back. Hi, folks. I'm Swanson. I don't even sound like that. <laughs> okay, roll the tape back again. I'm Swanson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, alright. I mean, okay, with me as always is my co-host and fat dog, Stairmaster. Hey, little Eddie. Let's uh, get some perspective. This is what you want. <laughs> this is what you were waiting to do. My throat hurts now. And that's the voice you can actually do. That's, no, like, I. That's the... <laughs> I just felt demeaned being relegated to the kid status. Uh, with us, as always, of course, our other co-host and uh, Keo. Do you want to be the fat dog superhero uh, no. who's got a. Annoying power, Kiorain. Hey guys, I, I, I'm not even <laughs> trying to do my books properly. Yeah, you're. Uh, what do you do? I'm so sorry, everyone. No, that's like half the characters on this show. That's what they sound like. Hey guys, my whole thing is I talk loud with an annoying voice. It's like if they yeah. made a cartoon about scratching a chalkboard. Yeah, I don't know. The show just gives me some really AI-generated vibes. I guess I'm biased because that's just kind of what's on my mind lately, though. The, uh, <laughs> what, are you talking about the one with Ted Danson as the mayor? Yes. Yeah. I forget the name of the show, but I think Mayor was in the... Mr. Mayor, maybe? I think yeah. Tom goes to the mayor. That's Yeah, that's right. Yeah, With this new wave of AI generation that's been going on... I have that on the mind, and definitely this show feels like the kind of show you would get if you, like, told one of those AI bots, like, a few things, like, a few concepts, and to just make a show, and sp- set the noise up to the max, and just had it spit out a script, and just, like, and then sent that script over to, like, like a, like a you know, an outsourcing animation studio, and had them just make it, That's that, that's what this would be, I think. Uh, also, that show was called Mr. Mayor, which I <laughs> briefly thought that could be the title of that show. How could you not title show that before the 2010s? It's a great question. You know, no one could thought it was possible. But you're, Keo, what you're suggesting here is that this is actually a glimpse into what our future could look like in the AI riddled hellscapes of 2020, uh, whatever. Yeah, no, I think that most AI programs would be more high quality than this. This is just like if you took the first prompt, the very first output for a full script, and just went with that. That's like your entire show. That's all you publish. Yeah. You get the impression that this could be a TV show that was produced, but it's just not It's not quite there yet. It's just not a show. The sad thing, of course, being that this is a show that was produced in uh, like the late 90s. 2003. No, it was produced in the late '90s, debuted in 2000. So oh, it why is... does it look so bad then? It's a great question, man. It's a terrific question. Um, and so this is uh, couldn't have been generated by AI, even if they wanted it to. And so it was written by real humans. Well, I, I'm aware that it was written by real humans, and I, that, that's the thing that I, I'm trying to tell myself isn't the case, but I know it is. Yeah. I know that somebody sat down and they thought that they were making a, a good show. But hey, listen, before we get too deep into the, the fat dog woods, such as they are, uh, let's take a second step back and ask ourselves if there's any questions that someone might have <laughs> for us. Let's ask ourselves. Oh, I think they have questions. I have questions for this fat dog. Well, you know, that'll come later. But 
if you if someone were to be listening and they had a question, perhaps, what is this fat dog? What does he do? Well, you could stick around and listen, or you could send us an email, and we'll read it aloud on the podcast. That's right. All you got to do is go over to our email email address, tvtunerspodcast at gmail.com. Send any of your quips, comments, questions, foresights, otherwise. That's, that's really much all you got to do. What's that email, Keo? Podcast at gmail.org. That's right. You could be like Geo, who sent us this email. You only tuned twice. Uh-huh. You all remember on that James Bond when Q was like, don't touch that. That's my lunch. <laughs> well, what if he was I actually like... do. <laughs> well, what if he was like, don't touch that. That's my dank-ass kush. Was that from, like... Was that, like, from one of the Brosnan movies? Or one of the Timothy What's-His-Name movies? Swanson. Isn't it from... Is it from Goldeneye? I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Goldeneye played it very... Uh, very straight-faced. Well, I mean, he does drive a tank in that movie. Yeah, but it's, like, cool. Yeah. That he's driving a tank. It is cool. Well, I mean, it is cool. <laughs> um, okay, it I does don't... have that wacky car race at the start. Yeah. It's not... I don't think it so is So maybe he does have that that's my lunch scene. Um, but... So, let's, let's, let's answer Geo's question here, though. What if he said, don't Touch that. That's my dank-ass kush. <laughs> oh, they would not allow him in MI6. It's true, yeah. Those stodgy Brits? Yeah, Bond would just kill him on the spot. They would black bag him. Yeah. It is from GoldenEye. Oh. <laughs> Maybe in, like, uh, one of the Daniel Craig movies that might happen. Like, No Time to Die. After he's gay, he's also like, this is my marijuana. <laughs> I smoke it with my boyfriend. Yeah, I could see, you know, the new James Bonds, I could see him doing that. This is a new rule for Q. Also, the, do you think they should change his name now? <laughs> or is he, is he like, grandfathered in? What do you, what would his, oh. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I've gotten access to the timeline. I'm able to make changes as I wish to reality now. I'm just imagining, like, in the next James Bond, it's like, this is Q. James Bond's like, we've been looking for you. Yeah, he would tell Bond, like, HRC will be extradited on April 24th, 2024. JFK Jr. is becoming president. Trust the plan. Uh, you don't hear much about Q these days, I feel like. Is that part of the plan? Mr. Bond, you need to find Donald Trump's crown and bring it to him. <laughs> I would watch Make that sure movie. Make sure you use the phrase, you dropped this. <laughs> um, I mean, that's also M, so maybe it's true. okay? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess you gotta, like, what happened to all the other letters? Well, in one of the movies, he has an assistant, and they joke about him being named R. But he's not named R, is he? I credited in The World Is Not Enough as R. Oh, okay. Good him. Uh, I hope we answered your question, Gio. We, we answered his question. If he doesn't like it... Yeah, go fuck yourself. Then... Yeah, if you don't <laughs> like it, send us another email. Anyway, um... TVTunersPodcast at gmail.com. That's where you go to give us all those great questions that we'll answer. Um, and before we get into and it... And no one can say we didn't. It's true. No one can. I mean, they can say it, I guess. We just, we'll just like put our fingers in our ears and be like, nuh-uh. What if we got an AI? What if we just fed the question to an AI and read its answer out loud? Like... I t- provide generate a transcript of the TV tuners hosts <laughs> responding to a question from Geo. And what if we just had an AI generate an entire episode of the podcast? And then we use the deep fakes to synthesize our voices. Yeah, just copy and pasting the script. Yeah, and also one of us will just be Joe Biden <laughs> <laughs> talking about who's number one in the rap game. Yeah. 
Don't touch that. That's my dank ass kush. <laughs> but uh, listen, emails are all fine and well, but I have a deep, important question that we must answer right now. What'd you guys watch? Anything interesting? Fun? Something you want to talk about? I watched Pat no. Labor, The Mobile Police, the movie, 1989, directed by Mamoru Oshii. How's Pat doing? <laughs> He's great. Oh, good. They got their guy. Unfortunately, he killed himself in the first minute of the film, so they couldn't actually punish him for any of his crimes. But they did get him, I guess, technically uh, speaking. Uh, yeah. They reduced the property damage. To only one mega structure. Oh, that's what you want then. So in this scenario, this is like if Gundam were cops. <laughs> yes. Instead of I would, military. If you if you're a simpleton. <laughs> yes. Okay. What is it? In, what is it in non simpleton? No, terms? I don't know. <laughs> they're kind of too. Looking... They're like yeah. if Gundam was about working class tips. Oh, okay. I don't know. What's a cop show where they're all kind of a. Uh, Wild Bunch. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of wild in that show. <laughs> but but also they got a supervisor is always like a few steps ahead. Yeah, that's pretty much the show of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. <laughs> and one guy who loves to shoot the giant robot revolver. Yeah, that's pretty much the show. I mean, it's, it sounds <laughs> Okay, like... yeah, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine-Nine. Okay. And then in Pat Labor 2, it becomes this political thriller. About a guy who's mad that his entire unit got wiped out in a peacekeeping operation, so he's trying to bring war home to Tokyo. Oh, the war comes home. Yeah, and the cops barely show up besides the two commander characters. No cops, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, they show up at the end. Oh, okay. And then in the third movie, they get like three minutes of screen time. It's about two unrelated detectives. Investigating this plane crash that was caused by a giant monster made by bioengineering. There's a are there robot fights? There's one fight at the end. Okay, they make you wait for that robot fight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's mostly about two guys, just you know, vibing you know, out in this, it is. and two it's guys. raining and shit, and they're pontificating and solving a mystery. You ever pontificate in the rain? Yeah, so that's the Pat Labor trilogy, 9 out of 10. Did I mention that the first two Pat Labor films are directed by the Ghost and the Shell guy? Oh. Yeah, nice. and the second film has like a ten minute, a five minute long sequence where none of the main characters show up and it's just about the Japanese Air Force trying to intercept this phantom radar signature. And he uh, get an all the cool. play-by-play. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty dope. Also, I watched Andor. I watched most of it. Nice. I love that robot. He's just like me. That little robot. That depressed yeah. robot. <laughs> little, he's he's kind of scared, I would Yeah, I, I would think say. more scared than anything. Scared, scared and sickly. Yes. Most of it. What, uh, what, what, how to define most of it? I got to the part where he got arrested. Oh, okay. So <laughs> That is kind of a funny bit. The him getting arrested's a funny bit. Yes. Yeah. It's uh I mean, yeah, it's funny and also just like infuriating to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So it's funny. when the show aired, was there like people being mad about the synthesizers in the soundtrack? Um Hmm. No, I from what I remember the criticism, at least of the first three episodes, were that it was like slow. Oh yeah. And that, like, they were like, is this what the show's going to be? And then they weren't ready for it to be, like, different each arc. To ask, you know, like, have the call to adventure happen. Yeah. Also, there was a lot of, um, there were a lot of, like, this show isn't really about Andor, is it? Uh, going on. <laughs> oh, fuck off. How the fuck is it not about Andor? He's like involved in all the events. Yeah, I guess because the because um, you <laughs> get all these player. scenes with Stellan Skarsgård and with Mon Mothma, uh, but like they're all connected to his shit. Yes, they should have Werner Herzog show up and be like, "Where is Andor?" 
I am looking for the Andor. <laughs> yeah, whatever Swanson's talking about right here is completely irrelevant. I, I don't think I need to listen what, to what he has to what, say about this. Wait, wait, Tell us where is he Andor is. coming back? Yeah, it should just be the little robot being like, where is Andor? <laughs> that poor sad guy. I hope Stare, he lives. I, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, man. But it's... You're spoiling something by saying that prefix alone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, robot is, the, the robot gets sadder. Oh. That dog. Well, I've used my deductive reasoning to figure out sort of what's going to happen. Thanks, Swanson. Uh, you'll, you'll see. It's, it's, fair, it's fairly telegraphed, though. Yeah, I mean, the show isn't isn't completely predictable, but it's also not being unpredictable in ways that... Yeah. You know. uh, what do you think about that Karn guy? <laughs> little, little Nazi scumbag. <laughs> I like how all the corpo cops are just complete losers and slubs. This dude lives with his mom. He's like, yeah, he's like... He's like He's sort of like a tall Ben Shapiro sort of loser yeah. compared to Keo, the main that antagonist Irish cop. for Andor is a guy who Keo, the main antagonist for Andor is a guy who lives who is sent to live with his mother after he fails to capture him the first time. Yeah, because Andor I lives disagree. like in the outskirts of the Empire where they just have mall cops. Yeah, and before with, he's with sent guns. to live with his mom, he is just a mall cop. With a gun. <laughs> And they try to LARP as a SWAT team and get owned. Yeah. Yeah, like, everyone dies but him and, like, one other dude. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty... Yeah, so, greatest of all time. The only way it could be better is if, like, Amaro Ray was there and they were piling, like, Nemos. Yeah. That'd be or dope Jim if Amaro was there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, glad he liked it. Yeah. I think that's everything I saw. That's worth yeah. talking about, at least. I uh, I watched a film uh-huh. from the year of our Lord, 2022, titled The Banshees of Inishirin. Of Inner where? Inishirin. It's an island in, uh, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's a little Irish tale about two guys who aren't friends anymore, and it's also sort of a parallel to the Civil War. Are, are they Banshees? No. Are they the Banshees? Uh, Are there it, women? The, the the title of the sh- of the the uh, movie comes from the song that one of the friends is oh, writing. Okay. Uh, Colin Farrell plays the 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 main friend who uh, goes to the bar every night with his buddy and uh, goes to see how he's doing when he doesn't show up one night and he learns that he just doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's never uh, it's never completely clear why he decided this. Uh, quickly uh, take off the friendship but uh, it's a mixture of depression loneliness and coming to the end of his life and realizing he's done nothing uh, that causes him to sort of push his friend away and focus on uh, other things in his life oh that's gonna be me soon but uh it's basically a, a little a little tale of what happens when two guys are on a desert on a mostly desolate island Along with a couple other people, and you know, so it's like the lighthouse, but without the gate. It's like the lighthouse. But it's like the, the lighthouse if it was a community. Oh. And also, I like the the war is going on in the distance, and you can hear it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. It's uh, despite what it, uh, it might sound like, it's actually very funny. <laughs> like black comedy, or yeah, oh yeah, pitch white com. Oh, okay. It's the it's very black. Like there's there's a joke involving one of the friends cutting off their fingers and throwing them at the door of the other <laughs> oh. friend. <laughs> oh, you don't not see, because you don't see his... the act of him cutting off the fingers, but you do see the fingers. You just hear thump. Yes, actually. Blimey, what the like Colin Farrell is sitting there in his house eating his like supper with his sister, and you just hear boom. And he walks outside and there's blood dripping from the door and he sees a finger on the floor. What an amazing own. It's pretty funny. Um, and the sh- it's just continuously hilarious and then there'll just be moments where like uh, they're arguing with each other and it becomes very intense and dramatic. Yeah. And heart-rending. Uh, it's good. I would give it a full tune in. 
Also, there's a nice dog. There's a nice little sheep dog. <laughs> not, and the dog is not a perfectly spherical orb. <laughs> yes, this is not a fat dog. This is a regular dog. Normal sized dog. Uh, I also watched Nope, <laughs> which might be the movie with oh, the most very prescient film. True. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the sun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, because... Because we can't look at it. Mm Mm-hmm. And we we don't really talk about it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with any sort of... (laughs) Free sin offense. Yes. uh, That involve clouds that might be killing people. Oh, I I meant the unidentified flying objects... Oh yeah, I guess it's a president of many shot down. And then apparently yeah. could not find. Apparently, it's hard to find things that fall down. Like it's true. I fell down the other day, and no one could see me. One time, I threw a frisbee <laughs> off into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> that is so you. And, I, and it was gone. And I was forever. like, "Where is it?" Yeah, I was like climbing over the fence and looking around the bushes, and then my neighbor was there, and he was like. Get out of my yard, boy. And you did. Oh, dear. You listen I to hope you did. Well, I, I said, hey, I'm looking for my Frisbee. It ain't no yeah, Frisbee like... anymore. <laughs> it's the Lions Frisbee, boy. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was gone. I could not find it. Yeah. I had to, I had to get on out of there. But, uh, nope, that's a good movie right there. <laughs> that's a yep. Um, yeah, it's a, it's another Jordan Peele, uh, movie where he, although I feel like the themes that he's going for in this are a lot more, um, subtle than his previous two films. Mm. Um, mainly it's a movie about how we all want to see like a big spectacle on our screens, but also that that spectacle involves the exploitation of something in this case, animals. Um, Nowadays it's computer modelist. And there's a har- there's a harrowing scene involving a monkey, a chimp really, but it's a harrowing scene. <laughs> it's like the pat labor of Jordan. In I was a way, about to say Peterson, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Peterson Peele. movies. Yeah, that's right. They're the same guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, uh, it's a good movie all around. I would say uh, tune in on that. So, Keo, did you watch anything? Yeah, I watched uh, Kitchen Nightmares oh. with Gordon Ramsay. Okay, <laughs> speak. Whoa, what's, what's he doing today? Uh, he, he's not. He's not happy when the kitchen is not clean. Well, well what? He didn't, he didn't like that. Which kitchen is it? Is it like? I, I don't know. Did he go to different I, I, kitchens? He goes to a different kitchen every episode, and he he tries to solve the problem. What kitchen was this? I don't know. There was this kitchen where they just had like rotten food everywhere. Oh. And everything was disgusting. <laughs> what kind of kitchen does that? <laughs> a very dysfunctional. Did one. he get it to clean their act up? Uh, yes, he did. It's fucking raw. Somebody said. Uh, he he rarely says that. That's a shame. Usually he says that's ghastly. <laughs> I mean, that's Goodness. also pretty good. Goodness. I'm gonna blow Rubbery. Rubbery. Tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's disgusting. Is that a tune in? Um Did you have fun? Uh, made me think about how I need to clean my kitchen. <laughs> Is that a good well, message now? <laughs> that's an important message. It's true. That's actually something that people should know more about is how to clean their kitchen and when they should. Well, I, you know, I, I would not be against Gordon Ramsay just coming into my house and just, like, telling me what to do. I mean, do you want him, like, yelling at you? Oh, yeah. I want him to shout at me. And I want a, I want a camera crew in there filming everything. And I want to do, like, little talking head, head sections where I explain my thought process. <laughs> You're like, I didn't think I needed to clean the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Classic blunder. It's like, Gordon's completely right, but I I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should say, yeah. 
Yeah, and I really want him to critique like a like a like a meal I made for myself. For just you. Yeah, it's like it's like my personal dinner that I've made, and he like sits down with it and starts like poking around with his fork and just like, ugh, what is this? You're planning on eating this. <laughs> the sauce is too much sauce. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, tune in on that, I guess. No, it's a tune out. It's very upsetting. Okay, uh, okay. fair. Don't don't watch it. <laughs> on second thought, and uh, don't buy us a coffee to make us watch an episode. I mean, please don't. Just for like, just cause you know, like, like it's gonna be like kind of a very dry recap. We'll say like, there's a kitchen <laughs> that wasn't making a lot of money. Gordon came in. He did not like the decor. He they did kept, not like the food. They kept serving food with centipedes in them. <laughs> and Gordon kept saying, again with the fucking centipedes. <laughs> yeah, he, he would uh, he would definitely... <laughs> he would sit them down and be like, I talked to you about this, and we, we agreed there was not going to be any more centipedes. He said, but the customers started asking for centipedes, so I... <laughs> Put him back in. Look, customers yeah. started asking. <laughs> hey, uh, where those centipedes go? <laughs> or it's like we had a we had a leftover can of centipedes in the- and <laughs> 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 oh. we, we don't want them to go to waste. That would have to be a very large can, I think. Uh, listen, they're about to start canning their centipedes over in the UK, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I don't know what that means. The economy's not great. Oh, <laughs> uh, because of breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have too much. Well, no, they have too a much lot breakfast. Of pe- Haven't you read New York Times, Keo? Skipping breakfast is a new frugal. Oh, like it's now two meals a yes. two meals yeah. a day to save money you on. Skip, on yes. meals. You skip breakfast and you support J.K. Rowling. Well, I, you know, I, I have a frugal breakfast. Uh, okay, you guys ready for Keo's cooking corner? Because okay. I've learned a lot from Gordon Ramsay. Oh, okay. Watching yeah, can we get, an a, episode can we get a little his, theme song program. for it real quick? Yeah, there. Let's get that theme song going here. The dog. <laughs> Perfect. Alright, it's Keo's cooking okay. corner. So, if you want to save that? a little bit of money. Uh, with uh, Keo's. <laughs> There's like some angry Maoist guy on Twitter who's like cooking corner with three K's, all capitalized. <laughs> yeah, I spell it K C C, but I'm sure like some people out there, you know, in our audience, you know who they are, are gonna abbreviate it differently. Yeah, and we're we're saying it's okay to do that. Yeah, we're well, that's fine, you know. Okay. Their listeners, the listeners always right. I don't want them upset with me. I don't want them coming to my house anymore. Yeah. I don't want them coming in the house and telling me how to cook my food, how to clean my kitchen. Yeah. Waving their waving their flags with the their version of the correct spelling of the of the show. Yeah, so I've got a frugal breakfast for those of you guys who really need to save some some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ingredients you're going to have are uh, yogurt. Just get a big thing of uh, just regular old yogurt. Okay. Granola. Uh, and blueberries. So here's the recipe for your uh, new breakfast. So it's going to be one tablespoon of yogurt. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, one teaspoon of granola. Mm-hmm. And one teaspoon of blueberries. You're going to mix those together. How much is one teaspoon go. of blueberries? Is that like a, blue- a blueberry? <laughs> You could probably fit like four or five or six blueberries on one teaspoon. Depending on the size of the blueberries, I take it. Yeah, and how good you are at balancing the blueberries in the, in the spoon. <laughs> now, the sad part is the British people eat this up. <laughs> yeah, they'll love it. Again, that's your breakfast. That'll give you the energy you need to get through most of your day. <laughs> and how long was a day, Kale? Uh, 24 to 36 hours. Yeah, I mean, that's, that tracks. That's how long my days are. 
Yeah, you, you come home, you're like, I had a long day today. And they're like, oh, how many hours? It was like 30 hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was Kiosk Cookie how was the bo- and, uh, Like, how was the boss treating you? Oh, not so good. Yeah. You made me work for 16 <laughs> hours straight. <laughs> no breaks. <laughs> no breaks. I didn't get lunch. <laughs> but I had breakfast. Like. You had lunch, but it was a frugal lunch. You know, you know what that's all about. Yeah, it was. So here's my here's my here's my frugal lunch recipe. Okay, good. You, you guys ever hear of kale before? That's a superfood. <laughs> yeah, what makes so it super? You got it's, it's green. Got, it's packed full. It's packed full. It's green. It's packed full of like, like, like juice or something. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Some so sort of juice. Get, so here's the ingredients for my frugal lunch recipe. So you get one kale leaf. A single kale leaf, okay. One tablespoon of pepper. <laughs> Sounds good so far. One tablespoon of garlic powder. Ooh, spicy. Tablespoon of, sh- of salt. Okay. Uh, a classic. Tablespoon of garlic powder. So wait, uh. Is the two tablespoons of garlic powder? <laughs> yes. But it has to go in that order. Yeah, so you're going to put the these ingredients on the, the kale leaf in that order. And yeah, that's it. You're going to go and eat that for lunch. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That sounds like, that sounds filling. Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to give away my dinner recipe. That's going to be the Patreon special. Oh, right, yeah. If you if you subscribe to my Patreon page for $20 a month, you can get the uh, weekly frugal dinner recipes. <laughs> and those are those are really good. Yeah, I just had uh I just had my I just had mine the other day. I'm not going to tell you what it was. But let's just say. Oh, you, you know what, Swanson? Since it's, you had it and you want to give a testimony, you can go ahead and share like what it was. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> a I had a half a half pounder. I call it, <laughs> which is not that it's a, a a whole like half of a pound. It's a quarter pounder cut in half and then cut in half again. Hmm. You know, if, if you do that, if I'm doing my math, my math correctly, you're going to get eight meals out of that. That's right. And that's also, that's the other thing. These aren't just, these are frugal because they're saving you not just time and money, but they're also, it's meal prep. Yeah. So some people don't know about this, but you can double your food. So, okay. You ever heard of a pounder? Uh Uh-huh. Quarter that. Well, I've heard of that. Go ahead, sir. I've heard of a quarter pounder. Okay. Well. See a quarter pound. Okay, listen. Here's here's the real magic of this. If you get uh, a pounder, okay, you cut that in half. What do you have now? An eighth. No, it's a no. A quarter pounder you cut in half, you get an eighth, uh-huh. which is uh, that's also getting double your meals. But if you cut a pounder <laughs> in half, you get a half pounder. You get a half pounder. So that's you. You had one meal. And now you have two meals, and it's two half pounders. Yeah, it's it's real, and it's a complicated procedure, which is why you have to subscribe to get like the full understanding of it all. Yeah, you need to get the right equipment for that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give away too much, but some people like they oh, you just use like oh, I have a knife, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah. Oh you know, yeah, like, like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Good luck. Right? Just you, you know, you can. You can try it. You can try it. You can you, know, you can take a yeah okay. Yeah, not. I, I don't want to make fun of people. This isn't for yeah, everyone. You know, it's a, this is a this is a positive space. This is a, a safe space and for what's people that who don't know how to cook. Uh, it's it's Patreon dot com slash kkk. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I, th- I I thought so. I just want you know the people need to know. Oh well, that's Kios Cooking Corner. Yeah. Uh, KCC. Uh, and yeah, I think we can wait no longer, guys. It's time to talk about the fat dog. Who? Our latest, uh, buy me a coffee episode was, uh, for this. For my friend. Little heard of animated show originally premiering on Cartoon Network UK in, uh, February of 2000. 
Fat Dog and Mendoza then... follows a big dog who gets into some antics, I guess. Uh, that's actually a great question right now, which is, we watched two episodes of the show. What would you say is the premise? I would not say the dog is getting into antics. It seems like the uh, kid the... is getting into antics, which is not what you want to see. From... Yeah. Yeah. The kid is is a hero, but also he just kind of wants to like mess around and accomplish nothing. Yeah, true. It, Wait, is, is there a defined premise that you would think like, yes, this is what I would tell people the show's about? There's an annoying kid and a dog who's the voice of reason, and he's also shaped. He's kind of eldritch looking. No, he's not the voice of reason, Stare. He's absolutely not the voice okay, of reason. Okay, but he's kind of like the straight man. He's he's the straight man, but he also is is spontaneous and and epic random. <laughs> True. I mean, this he, first he gives episode Sage is a, he, them going to the moon off of the fat dog's recommendation. Yeah, he, he gives Sage advice and and gives like pointers and is like the adult in the room, but at the same time, he just like. Hey, let's just go break reality real quick. He does, also, he looks like a Langolier. But let's not break reality in a way that's entertaining. Let's break reality in a way that's slow and frustrating. Let's break reality in a way that is annoying. It doesn't really make sense. That involves a lot of characters that you don't want to hear from or see <laughs> or experience in any way. So let's talk about the best thing about the show right off the bat, which is that um, the intro to the show... Which is, uh, I mean, it's an accurate representation of what the show is, I guess, in the sense that it's a fever dream. Because yeah, the- this is one of the most fever dreamish shows. Yeah, it. But the, the problem with the fever dream imagery of the show is that they, they, they don't go all the way with it. They just kind of they like, okay, this it's is like kind of a mildly show, odd. But- yeah, it's like, it doesn't make sense, but it's not enough to be like, wow, this is like an experience to watch. The theme do- the theme song of the show is, uh, so we see the planet Earth, and then Fat Dog bites into it. And like and tar sort of, oozes out of it. Yeah. And it just turns him back into the place he lives. But in the so entire like, time. Yeah, the, and, yeah. then, and then they're riding a motorcycle. And then they were at the chicken. It's uh, yeah, they're going all yeah, through so, different locations doing things, but not really. So, I guess the premise of this show is just that reality is is not is not intact, and and uh, Fat Dog is fine with this, and he presides over it. Yeah, a lot of the thing that is interesting about the the intro to the show is that it just shows you people. Who either don't appear in the two episodes we watched and may never appear, or do appear and don't make still don't make sense in context. It just shows you these people out of context. Which is sort of like most TV cartoon intros for a lot of people with a lot of cast. I guess, you know? but like, no? who the fuck is this monkey writing a typewriter <laughs> and shit? Like, what? A- <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's plenty of shows that do that, but. I I would I would say that most of them are ones that are like narrative driven. Yeah, ones that like show off the cast of characters doing like you know. Also, I feel like most cartoon shows do not have this many characters. At least not no, the, this, this many the, the, that you just throw in the intro. Yeah, and the biggest problem with these characters is that uh, <laughs> there's no like. <laughs> There's no line between them. They're just kind of these random characters kind of tossed in there. For instance, why does this fat dog hang out with a kid in a superhero costume? <laughs> yeah, There's really just no rhyme or reason for really much of anything, and they have no interest in us understanding it. Oh, it's just that, like... Did the girl really need to be there for the episode to work? No. No. No! <laughs> she doesn't do anything integral other than <laughs> continuously tell yeah. the superhero kid to... St- Get the ladder. Yeah, she yells a lot. Yes. She should have just got the ladder herself. Yeah. Women's lib. Do it yourself. (laughs) 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 Um, 
But yeah, what the main th- the main reason the theme song or the theme the intro is the best is because of the theme song, which is just guitar strumming and a guy going "bet dog." Yeah, but if you look at it, then you see the dog and you're very deeply unsettled. Yeah, true. Because it, yeah, the he's... dog looks like a Langolier. This is orb with a huge mouth. Yeah, he's not a dog. Like if you if anyone tells you, oh, that's a dog, you, you know they've never seen a dog don't... in their lives. Yeah, you don't trust that person. Who's They're probably a skinwalker. Right. Consider <laughs> all things considered. Before we get yeah, into, like, if I met some, yeah, if I met somebody and he had a, he had like a drawing he had made for me, <laughs> and he's like, "This is my I dog." I drew my dog. <laughs> yeah, I would never talk to that person again. And also, the animation in this world looks like Dilbert Three, the way yeah. Yeah. faces move. This is an early 2000s show when it came out. It was, I think it was in production in like 98, 99. And it looks... Uh, f- first off, it's in production for a, for Cartoon Network in like Europe. And it's it looks like something that you would find on like WB at like 6 a.m. Yeah, if I had to wake up to go to school and I saw this on the TV show, I would just go back to bed. True. Um, it looks, it's sort of like one of those, uh, random shows that Adult Swim would play when they needed something to fill the airtime. Oh, you mean like Oblongs or yeah, Baby but Blue? Like worse. Whatever that show, whatever that one was called. Yeah, something like Mission Hill. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, Mission Hill's good. Mission, I mean, Oblongs was alright. It's yeah, deeply but... off-putting. So really there is no comparison for this show. It's abysmal. Yeah. It's garbage. It's rancid. Um, but before we get into the show, because I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about exactly. We have gotten into the show, Swanson. I meant we're like balls recap. deep in it. Before we're recapping, uh, let's. I want to go back and talk about the only interesting thing really regarding this show, which is its origins, how it came about. Because, I mean, that's a valid question when you see this. <laughs> Listen. Uh, so this show was created by uh, Scott Musgrove, who create who originally came up with the character off of a one-off comic book, which is where they came up with the idea for this, this fat dog Mendoza. And now I'm going to show you the cover of this, this uh, comic. And I want you to prepare yourself. Because you're not going to be able to unsee it when it's done. Oh, oh, he looks like a skinwalker. Whoa. So, What's going I on don't... with his leg? He's standing it looks on his like leg. he's putting on a skin suit. He's showing that he's, he's, like... he's a skinny guy, and deep down, he's hungry. Actually, so this was oh. a, a, this was a one shot comic book with just one issue, and they they saw it and they were like, "Yeah, you know, what if we made a whole sh- cartoon show off of it?" And don't include the part where he becomes the Pope. Yeah, I don't know what the story of this one-shot comic is, but it does involve him becoming the Pope and going to hell, I guess. Um, but this was a Dark Horse comic book, which was the era of when, like, The Mask was big. Because this was, like, 1992 when this came out. And The Mask, of course, if you ever heard about the comic book version, is, like, way more uh, violent than the Jim Carrey. He is not asking people to stop him. Yeah, comp. he's actually he's people are trying to stop him and he's not stopping. <laughs> um for, but Dark Horse still does have it listed as one of their properties and this is what it has to say about Fat Dog Mendoza. Are you ready for this guys? We are sorry. <laughs> Do you like hamburger on a stick? What? Do you like your Martians nude? <laughs> what? Do you like I'm art done. welding I'm- suits? If so, seek help. If not, check out Fat Dog Mendoza. Dark Horse Comics is pleased to present a dog that you can really sink your teeth into. Not since the Terminator has there been a more suave and sophisticated Mandago action like this one. What? What does that even... How does... You'll thrill to the wild adventures of this conversing, corpulent, consort-killing canine as he takes takes off in the first comic of his very own. And the last, I would add. Join Fat Dog and his fi- and his crime-fighting friend, the Woosh, Siamese moms, and a host of other characters. None in- that appear in this show. 
uh, the issue. Oh no, also, no, no! You see the special moms. The mom swamps. Oh, you're right. We did see. Yeah, driving their car. So yeah, that's the premise of this. Is a more adult oriented sort of thing. I'm so tired. I'm gonna quit the podcast. <laughs> Your friend's the one who made us do this. Yeah, I'm mad at him too. But uh, so they saw they they saw this fat dog, and I guess because of the mask, the uh, the appeal of the mask, because that also came a cartoon show. Uh, and Duckman, which was another Dark Horse comic <laughs> that became a cartoon show. Oh, yeah. This sort of is like the Duckman wave of cartoons. Yeah, only it's not. This is like this is like the Nadir. Yeah, pretty much. It's like... It, this is like the Dead Cat Bounce. It feels like that sort of wave of cartoons with a mix of, like, Cartoon Network style, like, in terms of writing, but it's not... They don't mix. Uh-huh. Anyway, the development for this began in 1994, and it took until 1998 to actually develop into anything. Like, they bought the rights to it in 94. Oh, yeah, they had to remake the dog. They had to replace his arms and legs with four pegs to make him slightly more palatable. (laughs) And the word is slightly. Um, What I really love about this intro here is that... um, so. They were looking for a partner for the series, and they found Cartoon Network Europe, which was what, uh, as you might imagine, a spinoff of Cartoon Network. And, and uh, they uh, presumably some guys in a shack. Yeah, they decided to partner up with Cartoon Network Europe because they thought the show would appeal to a European audience because of its, and this is quote unquote verbatim, their unique animation style. <laughs> Do they expand on that? No, because I. This is the question I have, which is, what's unique about... I mean, it's uniquely, like, poor. Doing a bad bad. job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so this is... um, I don't know what to tell you guys. That's that's what this is. Oh, here's a great uh, sort of... Some of the productions for Sumbo Entertainment before Fat Dog Mendoza, back in the day. G.I. Joe. Transformers. Gem in the Holograms. Wow. Wow. My Little Pony, the original. Wow. The Tick. Wow. The Mask, the animated series. Just some of the ones that they did back in the day. They they went a, they, they went out of business and not shortly shortly after, after. Shortly after this, I'm not even kidding you. I wonder why. Um, or I don't know if they went out of business exactly then. I think they stopped. I think they it, they became dormant and they no. went out of business, <laughs> like most businesses do. <laughs> yeah, they officially went out of business in two thousand nine. Um, and yeah, so that that's the origins of this show, which is way more interesting than what we're about to talk about. Also, this show um, appeared on Cartoon Network UK, but never and only never in U- the United States. Even Sonic Underground made it to multiple countries. True. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this has made it. This did go to multiple countries. It was in Australia where it aired on their Nickelodeon. Oh, well, thanks, Swanson. But it never made it to America. It was also in Russia, Spain, Poland, according to <laughs> Wikipedia. Oh. But yeah. Um. So, I mean. There you go, guys. That's like, the origin. Like this is let's, a, let's get into this it. This is so baffling to us. Now imagine you live in Russia. Like you're not you're kind of estranged from the Western civilization. Fat dog. <laughs> yeah, and the fat dog Mendoza comes on. Uh so the first episode we watched is and this is the first episode of the series, which is wild because it just sorta throws you in there. Uh is titled Bright Side of the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Swanson, you say it throws us in there. How would you introduce how would, what should the pilot be about? I don't know. Why is this dog so fat? Come on. Why is he hanging out with this kid? Really? You're asking why the dog is fat? It's because he eats a lot, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah, but I mean, like, this big? He's so big, he becomes it's a berserk like character. <laughs> You're right. He sort of does look like he should fight Guts. If Yeah, I mean, if Guts fought <laughs> this guy, you'd be like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> 
Like, if you just added a thousand times more cross-hatching, he would look like a guy from Berserk. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He's already got the face structure down. I mean, in the art, of, in in the actual art from the, sh- the comic, he looks closer to uh-huh. a Berserk villain. But yeah, so uh, Fat Dog, I guess, hangs out with this kid who is a superhero. And he's having a bum day because it's raining. And Fat Dog's like, how about you go to the moon, bitch? And he's like, that could And he's like, yeah, what if we talk to the, ast- the famous astronaut at the retirement center for astronauts? And so they go on a bus and they do a scat session on the bus. <laughs> and they show up there. Yeah, the they were, I guess they really didn't know what to do in the script. They had a minute they had to fill. Uh, they get there, and the rocket ship has taken off, and it lands, and it's some Russian dude, and he's like, I was trying to fly to the moon, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, this Russian guy is, uh, he's trying to build a spaceship to go to the moon, because... He's old. He's old, and... By the way, he's in a retirement home. Yeah, they're all retired. I think the only, the one touch that I like about this, uh, scenario is that they also have mm. the monkey there. They retired the monkey as well. Yeah. I think that's funny. True, but also fuck you. For... There's a there's a there's a long sequence involving a guy and his ladder, and they have it's to true. steal the guys. They have to steal the ladder while the guy's busy with the Russian guy, and they take the ladder and they get to the moon with it. Um, aliens show up and steal their ladder, so they can't get back from the moon after they've been there for what seems like a minute. They're like, ah, it's cool to be on the moon. All right, let's get out of here. Um, and these aliens, which at one point Fat Dog Mendoza calls them leprechauns. That would have been funny if it leprechauns had been on the moon. That'd be funnier than just aliens. But yeah, these aliens have shoe guns, and they're also trying to... Well, I don't even know what's going on in this fucking show. What are, the, what are these <laughs> aliens trying to, trying to do? <laughs> they're trying to learn dance moves, but their TV was too high. Oh, uh, that's right. They're trying to win a dance competition, and then the dog sings a shitty song to tell them how to do the fat dog swing. Yeah, like, how did this pilot get approved with such a shitty song? How do you watch this and say, yeah, we can put that on the air? This is This will fill out nicely. For our time slot. And I guess the, the one of the ships is made of jam or whatever, and the ends with the kids eating colorless ice cream. And also the ki- they're kicking the washing machine because they're Well, they're kicking the washing machine at the start of the episode because they're bored. Yeah, and I think the sec I think and the not- end they're kicking it because they're excited. I don't know. I don't uh Briefly, we'll touch on the second episode because I—it's even more. Because I did trip. not finish it. <laughs> so the second episode is called Power Play and it involves superheroes. And uh, and if the previous episode was uh, was incoherent, then this one is just gone. Yeah, basically, it becomes an excuse for them to come up with like the dumbest, <laughs> more annoying characters. Yeah, they have a guy whose name is the Incredible Headache, and the entire time he is, uh... How would you describe this guy's voice, Keo? Okay, 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 that's the end of the episode, fellas. (laughs) Basically, he has to learn to be a superhero, and that's the whole gist of that, and it takes 22 minutes. No, but I'm not kidding when I say that that's what they do with this show. They just get somebody to make the first voice that comes to mind. Sort of like me at the start of the episode. (laughs) It just occurred to me that I think one of the problems with this show is that it is actually just one story told over 22 minutes. Most cartoon shows don't do that. Yeah, usually they're like 11 minutes, and then they're just two episodes. I'm not saying it would be a better show if each thing was 11 minutes long, but it would be at least like cow and chicken tier. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Fuck off. It's there. I mean, cow and chicken was nothing bad. It's saving. Nothing is saving the show, Swanson. Um, There's no criticism to be constructed. We must destroy the show. Yeah, there, there's really... I, I, I think this might actually be the worst thing we've 
watch on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't know about all that, guys. Well, I mean, it's definitely got to be on the list. And all, but, like, we watch a lot of bad stuff. I, I, I know we did, but... There's something special about Fat Dog Mendoza. There really is something you just gotta... incredible, incredible about it, and just how, just how bad <laughs> it is. And it is, it is on YouTube. Uh, because... You're free to watch it, and I don't recommend it. Okay, it, it manages to be, I would say, like the dark triad of being like a bad TV show. <laughs> yes. And I Speak. would say the three things are: first of all, it's disappointing. <laughs> uh, you, you you expect maybe something novel and interesting from it. It's, it's got a premise that's just like, oh, you're like, oh, what's this about? But it doesn't live up to whatever expectation you may have set for it, which wasn't even high. It was just like, maybe it would be interesting. Yeah, regardless of the, regardless of the level, it does not meet it. The next part of the triad that it meets is that it's boring. <laughs> which... I think it's the worst thing that your show can be because it is so slow, so meandering that it, it has a hard time holding your attention despite trying to uh, ostensibly be funny or interesting <laughs> with, with all these random things that happen. Yeah, I think that's part of what I was getting at with that. If you made it 11 minutes, maybe that meandering becomes a little better, which makes the show not complete bottom tier. But then that gets, to the third, that gets to the third corner. Yeah, third corner. Tell, tell that us. the show is unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's deeply unpleasant, and like I uh, don't know how you can be unpleasant. It's interesting how it can be unpleasant and boring at the same time. It's sort of like it loops <laughs> back around in terms of like the unpleasantness feedback, because there are a lot of animated shows that purposely try to be. Uh, an, uh, you know, unpleasant, like the aforementioned cow and chicken, Ren and Stimpy type of deal. But this is like loops back around to where it is. And uh, I'm going to add, I'm going to add a fourth corner to this triad. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, the, the, the dark square. And no, you know, it's still, it's still a triangle. You can do that with something that's really bad. Uh, the fourth thing that it is, is it's substanceless. There's nothing <laughs> yes. to this Nothing to like, sink your teeth into here. Nothing. This is like if you took Cow and Chicken and all those 90s cartoons, that sort of wave, and sort of just sandpapered off the edges. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, because this was made in like the 2000s, or the, in 2000, which by that point, you did have to sandpaper the edges because it, was, you, it wasn't popular anymore to do that. Because, I, I mean, there's even the worst show you could think of, like... Most of the time, you can at least watch it and then, like, l- like let's just say, for example, we were in some alternate reality where, th- like, t- like, these terrible TV shows are being studied academically and you're trying to find, like, themes and messages <laughs> for, for the show. Just the professor <laughs> like, talking at length about the <laughs> island. <laughs> I mean, you right, could you- say something about Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yeah, you could. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes. you could take something out of it. There's some kind of possibly a critique of society. Uh, there's like a meditation on the human condition, at least. Wait, are we saying Ed Ed right. is a bad show? No, I'm saying I'm saying that it has themes, uh, at least. Yeah, it, it has something it, it, uh, <laughs> to it. Right, but this show—it's like a series I, of events. Yeah, I struggle to find anything. It it really is just a fever dream, which. Honestly, is one of the most unpleasant things <laughs> you could experience. It's true. That's why... Outside of just being, like, in horrible pain. People right? generally avoid fevers. And, and they try to sleep them off. Yeah. And, like... That, like, not be half awake, half asleep. Right. Yeah, you try not to be in this fully... Web of delirium. Aw- yeah, you try to be fully <laughs> out of consciousness when... In a fever state. And honestly, even having a fever dream, there's a good chance you'll have an experience that's meaningful to you. <laughs> you might you might get to talk to God. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You might get to talk to God and, and like curse him and like Mad Dog Mendoza is probably the opposite direction. Oh, if I talk to God after seeing this mo- the seeing this show, yeah, we're we're talking we're chatting. We're having a chat. Oh, gonna, if I see God he's 
on site for this. <laughs> He's going to catch these hands. So, like, in the future, maybe you can talk to God. Uh, watching this show, it's like you get to talk to a towel that's Listen. on the floor <laughs> somewhat resembles a human face. Listen, the reason God isn't answering prayers anymore is because there's a line of people waiting to kick his ass because of this show. Yeah, <laughs> true. I just get... There's so many prayers being like prayed every day to get rid of this show that they're blocking out every other prayer. What would you do if you got to the afterlife and God was wearing a fat dog Mendoza T-shirt? Yeah, yeah, I think we've already, I've already answered that. <laughs> <laughs> Refer to it three minutes ago. Yeah, I don't think I would do anything, but I would no- understand that I'm going to hell. Yeah, true. Uh, anyway, I think this or maybe is, I'm already in hell. You know, there's a tune out right this, for the for the show. Yes, we're not even Keo's not even doing the irony thing this week. No, no irony to be had here. There's a tune out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just watch Zeta Gundam instead. That's on YouTube. Yeah, some guy uploaded it with the original OP. The whole thing. Yeah, all fifty episodes or forty nine. Right. Yeah, go I watch that. Remember. If you want to have a good time, what are we watching? If you want to have a pure time, if you want to have a pure time, and because you know who doesn't have a noble mind, we we know everyone listening has a noble mind. Yeah, everyone who is listening has a noble mind. You know who didn't have a noble mind? The creators of this show. Do you think they're sorry for what they did? I hope so. No, probably not. If not, I will make them. and I can't wait for people to respond to the podcast saying, like, the first two episodes were rough, oh. but episode, <laughs> episode three was a banger. Yeah, if the the first two episodes, they were pretty rough, but the next... You gotta get you gotta get to the second half of the Hunter examination arc, guys, to really appreciate <laughs> the bad rest of the, 24 epi- the rest of the 26 episode run, guys, is really good. You should watch some more of it. And it's like, no. Yeah, once... I don't care how good it is. Potentially. I'm not watching any more of this. I'll watch Harley Quinn before I watch the more, more of this. I'll serve crack before I serve Fat Dog Mendoza. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a tune out for Fat Dog Mendoza. And uh, that'll about do it for this week's episode of the show. Uh, of course, this was a buy me a coffee episode. Uh, if you want to get us uh, a coffee, all you got to do is go over to buymeacoffee.com. Slash TV Tuners, a single coffee gives you a single episode for uh, us to discuss whatever you desire. Uh, no more of this show. I think I'm just going to put it no. on the blacklist. <laughs> no more. Even if you think that you could buy us some more, it's gonna, it's immediately vetoed and we're taking your money anyway. I'm <laughs> <laughs> laughing at you. We just keep the money. Yes, we will. Yeah, we're just going to keep your money and not watch more of the show. We watch something else that has a dog in it, maybe? Yes. We'll watch something else. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch, like, Terriers. Yeah, that's a good dog show. <laughs> um, if you if you want to give us more money for free, just put Fat Dog Mendoza in the title. Otherwise, just put whatever you want to watch, want us to watch. Uh, next time on our Buy Me a Coffee excursion, we're watching a, a movie that... We're I've, watching a heater. Watching a heater? Yeah, we're watching a movie that no, I just No, we're watching heard of. a heater. We're watching a movie that I just heard of when I just got picked for us. It's called Red Heat. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Belushi. What more could you ask for? Uh, that's next week. Till then, keep watching. Bye. Dog. It's over. I found him. Uh, hey, folks. TV Tuner's Fact of the Week. Do you know that, unfortunately, Stairmaster makes an appearance in episode 14 of <laughs> Big Dog Mendoza, where he is loud and obnoxious, and he has a bit that goes on for 10 straight minutes? <laughs> I sing for two of them. Good evening, fellow Americans. Tonight, I come before you to discuss the state of our union. We have faced many challenges in the past year, and I am proud to say that we have come out of it stronger than ever. I have sponsored legislation that has helped to create jobs, 
increase access to health care, and strengthen our economy. But I want to take a moment to talk about something else, something that brings us all together, something that brings us joy, something that is so sweet and creamy it can make us forget our troubles. I'm talking about ice cream cones. I can still remember the first time I had an ice cream cone. I was a young boy, and it was a hot summer day. I remember the feeling of the cold, creamy ice cream melting in my mouth. I remember the feeling of the cone in my hands and the way it crumbled as I bit into it. But I don't just remember the taste. I remember the feeling, the feeling of pure pleasure, the feeling of being alive, the feeling of being in the moment. And I can still feel it today. I can still feel the pleasure of eating an ice cream cone. I can still feel the cold, creamy ice cream melting in my mouth. I can still feel the cone in my hands and the way it crumbles as I bite into it. And I can still feel the pleasure of it all, the pleasure of the moment, the pleasure of being alive, the pleasure of being in the moment, 3 p.m. And I can still feel the pleasure of it all, the pleasure of the moment, the pleasure of being alive, the pleasure of being in the moment, the pleasure of fucking an ice cream cone. Yes, that's right. I said it. I said fucking an ice cream cone. I said it because it's true. I said it because it's real. I said it because it's fucking amazing. I can still feel the pleasure of it all. The pleasure of the moment. The pleasure of being alive. The pleasure of being in the moment. The pleasure of fucking an ice cream cone. And I can still feel the pleasure of it all. The pleasure of the moment. The pleasure of being alive. The pleasure of being in the moment. The pleasure of fucking an ice cream cone. The pleasure of fucking it hard. The pleasure of fucking it fast. The pleasure of fucking it slow. The pleasure of fucking it with passion. The pleasure of fucking it with intensity. The pleasure of fucking it with pleasure. And that's why I'm here tonight. To talk about the state of our union. To talk about the challenges we face. To talk about the progress we have made. But also to talk about the pleasure of fucking an ice cream cone. Thank you and God bless America.